47 of the Weekend Wire. It's Sunday night. We're here with Aro on the phone from a remote location in New York. <laughs> yeah, very, very excited. First thing I wanted to do is make fun of you today. Because, yeah, you decided to believe in the Wizards this year. For reasons I don't understand, and they're one, they're one in five. So, explain yourself. I, I mean, it—it's the team that's really. It's gonna take some some time, I guess, um, just with how long Wall was out last year. Uh, I mean, I, I still think that they'll make the playoffs, so I'm like still standing by that, but. Yeah, like, early season, it looks like they're kind of the same old team that was there last year, but we'll see how much of a difference uh, Wall ends up making in the long run. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't know. I, I would not feel great about it. Uh, yeah, like, I'm not feeling great about it, but, I mean, Lakers started off pretty poorly, too. And, you know, we're all still pretty high on them, so I think, I'll, I'll, like I'll stand by it for now, but yeah, like they need to turn things around pretty fast. Yeah, I mean it's it's more important than ever to win your early games, especially with how tight it's going to be this year. Not as much in the East, but still. Um, the most shocking news, even in the East, it's going to be tight. It's just the teams aren't quite as good. Yeah. The most shocking news, to me at least, this week was that the Rockets offered four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. Couldn't get a deal done. Yeah, it was a little, a little bit ridiculous. Um, it, it, it makes a little sense, because if you're... The reason why you don't do the... If you're an owner, you shouldn't make your GM the same guy as your coach is exactly this, because... He's denying this offer that he should take, but he he's worries that he, he's worried that he's going to get fired as coach if he takes this and they and they start losing. So, if he had his job security, he'd probably do it. Um, but four first round picks and it's the Rockets and they're they're supposed to be good for the next four years, and so those picks won't be they'll be at least in the twenties. But like. Still, like four first round picks is saying way too much. At least take that chance. I mean, four first rounders for a guy that already wants to leave the team, anyways. Yeah, it's it's four first round picks, and I think they have to do Brandon Knight and like Marquise Chris to make it work. And when you when you put Brandon Knight in there, it doesn't seem that bad because his con- like getting rid of his yeah. contract is like a big plus if you're the Rockets. So it's not as crazy huh. as it would seem, but just the sheer number of that is. And the fact that they didn't accept that, which makes me think that they're just not going to get a deal done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks like Jimmy's going to stay for a while. Um, like that's why like, I think I predicted before the season started that he's going to end up playing for uh, Minnesota the whole season. And I still kind of stand by that just because, yeah, it really doesn't seem like Vince has any, any uh, want to get rid of him just yet. I don't know if if I would if I was them. 
I mean, I would hate to be a fan of that team because you hadn't made the playoffs in 14 years up to this year. And now this yeah. is happening. So they don't want it to happen. Like they probably they don't want to see their team suck anymore no matter how rational they are about the first round picks. Like they're going to want immediate immediate success. Yeah, so, I mean, immediate success is always going to help the franchise cuz I mean like they it's been a struggle for so long, but yeah, like, you know, how many Minnesotans actually stick around to um, be behind them. So yeah, it would definitely help to be able to be good right now, and Jimmy is part of that, but at the same time, like, I mean, he, he had, like, an awful game uh, early this week, and, I mean, it's clearly, like, Cats, either there's something that just really, like, rocked his confidence over the summer, or it's just, like, the Jimmy situation. He's also making him play a little bit worse as well. So, yeah, four, four first rounders sounds good uh, in theory, but again, like I, I think when you think of the history of Minnesota in recent times, I think then it, it is possible for their for their best interest to be a Heat Jimmy for the entire year. Well, the reason why this deal isn't getting done is because Minnesota wants uh, Eric Gordon. Or like a PJ Tucker and the Rockets are just not going to do that because those two guys are just yeah. way too important for, to them for the defense and the shooting, which is what they're yeah. built on. So, um, like I wouldn't think they would budge on that, and that's that's why you're not going to see this. But then the Heat also are like reopening talks with um, Minnesota after not getting anywhere the first couple times. Yeah. So we'll see what they do, but. That would probably be a Josh Richardson sort of thing, but uh-huh. it's a really weird situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be—it's a weird, weird situation right now. Because I think Miami and Houston at this point are the only two that have been kind of called out, right? Yeah, there hasn't been any Clippers action, I don't think, and. Uh-huh. Or that's those are the only ones that are like serious about it, I guess. Anyway, these first two weeks in the NBA, the main thing that's happening across the board is that there's a bunch of high-scoring games, and yeah. these defense is less and less important, which makes makes them more fun to watch. But it's just a different. Like, these teams are having to score 110 to win, basically, or or more. And so teams teams like the Nuggets, who have gotten to a great start, are benefiting because they're improved on defense a little bit, and they're already great on offense. So the Nuggets, like, the level of defense that they've been, that they've been playing, like, I looked at some numbers earlier today, like, their their opponents are shooting like thirty percent from corner three. Like that's not sustainable, obviously. So, um, right. But like, but the thing uh, no, I was also going to say about the Denver situation is that uh, like I, I think it was a Zach Lowe or a Ringer article earlier or like last week, I want to say, where they kind of broke down how like they've kind of been able to hide Jokic, especially on a lot of the pick and roll situations. Yeah. But that kind of stuff is going to get figured out um, pretty pretty fast in the NBA. So, I mean, like, once 
they can just improve a little bit on defense from last year if they can be in the top half of the league instead of like being 25th or something then that's going to be a big help um they lost to the lakers the other night because they really they had like lance went nuts in that game at the end and there was some weird stuff going on but they played they played pretty good and it was just that was fun fun to see and Jokic is really Seems like he's making a leap. Um, I was never high on him, but it's gotten to the point where if he's like he, they're having him hedge on pick and rolls instead of like just kind of staying back, which didn't really work in the past. So if he can get to the point where he's like acceptable on defense, then my perception of him kind of has to be changed. So. Um, yeah, especially with the numbers he's putting up on the offensive side. Like it's, yeah, he's throwing he up might, triple doubles all the time. And yeah, he, he is a superstar at this point. Huh? Yeah. He, he should be able to do that, yeah. Um, My New Orleans Pelicans are 4-1, only losing to the Jazz yeah. when Davis didn't play. Um, What was their last win? They... Oh, yeah, they beat the Nets that night. They're just playing... Yeah, that Nets game was close, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we won. Holiday hit a buzzer beater. Um, yeah. The Pelicans' pace is just insane. They play so fast, and they're jacking up shots. Um, Davis has been, like, on another level. Like, he's probably the leading MVP candidate right now. Davis? Maybe, I mean... Um, yeah, I think he is. Um, right now, he's probably... Especially, like, in terms of, like, if you think about what's sustainable, his, like, numbers seem to be most sustainable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely have to put him at the head of the MVP race. But, I mean, like, Giannis' stat line right now is insane. I think he's grabbing, what, like, 16 rebounds a game or something? Or at least earlier in the week. Yeah, he's leading the league in rebounding. It's, it's like 16, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that kind of stuff makes you think that Giannis might, especially with the pace that the Bucks are also now playing at, like, he's going to get his points. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But AD's definitely up there in the conversation. Yeah. And especially, like, if, if the Bills uh, continue to play as well as they are right now. And if, like, they make the playoffs, then he's got a pretty strong hit. I think I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Shocked if they didn't? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have them out. I think you have them as what, the eighth seed? I have them seventh. Okay. I just, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that uh, you got to keep the Lakers in there, and then I think what else do I have in there? But I think I just. Somebody. Well, I didn't have the Spurs I guess, in yeah, there. Yeah, well, our our playoff picks were totally different. I remember. So. Yeah, they're pretty different. Um. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. We went over that already, but. Uh, yeah. 
at the on the at the top of the East, we've got Raptors are six and zero with a with Kawhi, who's not even if you watch these games, he's not he's not even fully there athletically yet, and they're still six and zero. Lowry is playing amazing. They just have a lot of yeah. guys. They're like the Celtics, but it's like they know how to use their. They have a little bit less talent, and but they know how to like. They don't have these people really fighting for minutes, so. Yeah, like it's almost better to have like a bunch of role players that can put out double digits on a night. But I mean, you don't have the superstar names that you know a bunch of these Boston guys have kind of developed into. So now, like for Stevens, it's more managing not only you know the actual game plan, but then it's also kind of managing the egos. Uh, whereas in Toronto, it's just kind of like everyone's. Everyone seems to just be kind of uh, more of a cog and just willing to work towards the team, and they don't really care about the individual stuff. And like even Kawhi, it's not like he's putting out crazy numbers. So yeah, like Lowry and Kawhi are the clear stars of that team, but it doesn't feel like that. And like it feels more like a team that's just really cohesive and really really good. Yeah, Bucks are also six and zero playing with their fast pace. Middleton has been amazing. He's been hitting a ton of threes. Um, those two yeah. teams are playing tomorrow night. Um, we'll do our preview game previews at the end, but I can't imagine that not being the marquee game um, this week. Milwaukee Yeah, tomorrow night on yeah. League Pass. Um, the Bucks beat the Sixers by 15 earlier in the week, and Giannis had 18 rebounds. To with 32 points and 10 assists, and Embiid had great stats too. So did Simmons. Um, who would you if 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 the Bucks were to play Philly in a playoff series? Who wins? Oof, that's that's tough. I think I like the Bucks team just a little bit better this year. Um, especially, like, with how well do you know their system, like, just got implemented um, and with how well they're playing right now, it's kind of hard not to pick them. Um, and, like, Philly, like, Philly might have been the only team over the summer that arguably got worse. Yeah, they didn't do by, much like, at all. Chunk. Um, like, even outside of all the Colangelo stuff and, like, trying to find a new GM, like, they, their team kind of got worse, too. Like, they lost some of the bench stuff they had last year, and so that's going to end up making a big difference, uh, I think, especially when you have a, arguably two-point guard now that can't really shoot, so. Yeah. The the, shoot, the spacing thing is just a problem. Like, even when they throw it to Embiid in, a po- in the post, like, there's really no movement, and... It's kind of like yeah. a, it turns into this old-fashioned offense that's just is not what we need to see from them to like succeed in today's NBA. Um, yeah. And Simmons, like yeah, those two are great, but yeah, th- there's just there's a lack of shooting on that team. You don't have yeah. Bellinelli, you don't have Villasova anymore, and those. I mean, Embiid can shoot those trailing threes like he does but Simmons is just a non-factor like when he's when he's on out, out on the perimeter te- teams are just like the his man will just be at the rim basically like it's just yeah 
it takes away like an entire side of the court. It's so much harder for them to score. That's why they're always running in fast break. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like, the Sims can even just develop some sort of like little mid-range pull-up game. He just becomes such a different player. Like, he doesn't need a three. He doesn't need any of that. But he's just like a reliable mid-range jumper. And like that Philly offense gets a lot more active, you know, and it's because like if Simmons is a threat, then yeah, like it frees up the spacing, it frees himself up for like to show off his crazy vision. So, but until that happens, yeah, like I'd have to say that Milwaukee's probably just better right now because they have that shooting that Philly doesn't have. I mean. I think for them to beat Boston potentially in a playoff series, Boston's offense has not looked good so far. Um, but their defense is incredible. So them to win, they're going to have to be good on offense to match that, that match the amazing defense that they have. Because it's not like Philly's defense is pretty good, but it's it's not – People sort of overreacted to it last year, and it's not as good now because they, they don't have guys who can stop people on the perimeter um, or or really people who can score on the perimeter. So um, that could be a problem for them. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with you on the Milwaukee thing. I would take Milwaukee without a doubt in a playoff series right now. Um, but heading to the West, I know, you, I know we both watched that crazy Spurs-Lakers game on Monday. Um, yeah. Uh, Lakers. That's my early game of the year pick right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the, the sad thing is most of the East Coast missed it. So. Yeah. Well, that's it's gonna happen. There's gonna be a lot of games like that in the, with the Lakers this year. Um. Well, this, yeah. I turned I turned off the game because the Spurs were up eight with like 50 seconds left, and then the Lakers went on eight zero run. Um, after a Kuzma three and then LeBron just hits this pull up 35 footer with like two seconds left to tie the game. Yeah. Goes to OT. Jonathan Williams, Lakers rookie, has this this putback that looks like something that Marcus Smart would do where he just laid it out all in line. He had a great block and an and one in overtime. And the stable yeah. center was rolling it was really a good great atmosphere in this one even like arguably better than their home opener um no no like that that staples crowd like literally it's it just makes me so like hopeful that like la and boston can get back into a final there's so much energy Just just so much energy and like it's the same kind of atmosphere in like both both cities you know, like, it's a very, like, unique atmosphere, but, like, it just seems so, like, those two cities just, like, have the same presence in Biden, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were, they were going crazy even for the spread And then, in overtime, the Lakers go up six with a minute left, and then Rudy Gay cuts the lead to one with 15 seconds left. The Spurs foul. LeBron misses both free throws. With like ten seconds left in the game, and then Patty Mills hits hits a it's a mid range jumper, um, and then LeBron 
Patty Mills hits the hits the shot to put the Spurs up one with about six seconds left. Lakers call timeout, and then LeBron doesn't drive to the basket to try to win the game. He takes a long three, and I don't know. People are saying this on Twitter. Do you think it's because he was afraid of getting fouled there because he had already missed two free throws like 10 seconds before? Um, I don't think it was that. I think it's just like, I, like, I honestly feel like that's the shot he was going for. Um, and like he had, it didn't matter for him if it was like a, it was, if it was going to be a two or a three, so I don't think he really paid too much attention to where the line was, um, for the setback. So like, I, I like, I, yeah, I don't have, I, I don't really believe in any of those like kind of more conspiracy type theories of like him being too worried or anything like that. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, we've seen him settle for those shots before in questionable moments. Um, he did it in game one of the, I think it was game one of the 2015 finals. He had isolation to win the game, and he didn't take it to the basket, and they missed, and they lost. Um, lost the series somewhat because of that. Um, and you pointed this out when the announcer said that was the first Spurs road win since February 25th. incredible that they made the playoffs last year with yeah. not winning a road game in the last two months of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just to show you how dominant they are at home. Yeah, they were really good at home last year, but still, like, yeah. how tight things were in the West. Um, DeRozan yeah. and LeBron both had 32, 8, and 14. Kuzma had 37. Um, Aldridge had 37. Um, what really yeah. stuck out of me, stuck out for me though is the fact that DeRozan had 14 assists. I don't, I can't remember yeah. having, I can't remember seeing a game from him where he had more than 10 assists his entire time with Toronto. Yeah, I mean it's just he like went to San Antonio and now he's very able and willing passer, but in Toronto, yeah, I mean he was he was averaging what like five, six. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I... And I was, like, up to, like, nine, I think. Part of this is because he's basically playing point guard for them because they don't have DeJounte Murray's out, yeah. and so is Derek White, and so is... Um, Lonnie. Their rookie, yeah, Lonnie Walker, for a little while. But I don't know. If, De- like, if he averages, like, 27, 5, and 8, like, that's... Those are really good numbers, you know? Like, Yeah. That that kind of puts him in a higher tier of, like, players, at least statistically. So that's something to watch yeah. for. Um, and then this is unexpected. Blake Griffin on Tuesday had 50 points, 14 rebounds, and six assists versus the Sixers. Um, and, and, that, and that 50th point was on an and-one game winner. Yeah. And one game winning. It was a layup, right? Uh, yeah, it was a layup. He got fouled pretty hard, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and, got hammered. 
Ben Simmons didn't play. Um, Redick had a great game. Embiid had a good game. Um, Pistons, though, are 4-0. Um, yeah, that seems scary right now. I'm, I'm sad that I had them missing the playoffs because uh, that seems kind of scary. So did I. I think I did. Um, let's see. Yeah. Check but I, I don't know if I trust Blake to stay healthy still. So. I don't either. Um, this is kind of like what Orlando did last year where they started 4-0 or 5-0 or whatever, yeah. and people were freaking out. It's. I think that was a little bit more unexpected than this, but um, yeah. and this isn't getting nearly as much attention as that did. Um, yeah. But... I don't know. This is if I mean if you if if Blake and Drummond like figured it out. This is kind of scary for some of these teams because it's kind of like what it's a little bit what what Davis and Boogie were doing for the Pelicans, where they have twin towers and all the teams like most leagues going the other way with like perimeter shooting and they're like not so they can they throw you out of whack and for a team like I'm not saying they're going to beat the Celtics but for a team like the Celtics they can't really match up with that yeah and that was the problem they had in the past with that's the problem the Celtics have had in the past when in the playoffs with guys like Tristan Thompson and um just other big men so it's just interesting it's interesting to watch like how some of these teams are going to solve playing them because it's you definitely have to adjust your game plan and who you're playing? Um, wow, we're, we're going we're going pretty fast today. Uh, we're only like yeah, 30, we're only like thirty minutes in. Well, I mean, not that much happened, but um, Curry. Yeah, like the start of the, the start of the week was really nice, and like uh, the Tuesday games I guess it was were really really good. Yeah. If stuff yeah, the week's been kind of flat. Like, I haven't really paid too much attention the last couple days. Yeah, neither have I. Like, this weekend, not really. Um, yeah. Usually when stuff happens later in the week, we remember it clearly and we're, like, on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but on Wednesday but, night... I mean, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Steph, on uh, Wednesday had 51 in three quarters versus the Wizards. It was one of those classic Steph games where he just got super hot. He hit 11 threes. Um, Some of those shots are ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't watch this game, but I I was looking at the highlights. and um, Yeah. Katie nearly had a 30-point triple-double. No one noticed. Yeah. Both of those guys are just – I mean – when they combine for like seventy, yeah, you can't, you can't beat that. Basically, every night, it's like unsustainable. It's, it's, it's not unsustainable. It's just imp- almost impossible to beat. And we've said this with the Warriors so many times, but I feel like it's happening more often this year, so far, yeah. where they're both having like thirty, and it's like, wow, like, what do we do? <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they figured out how to play with each other. Now. It's it's shown. Jeez, maybe that, that is it. That's that's, that's scary. <laughs> like as if they hadn't already. Like God. Yeah. I mean, like they're really like 
Because I mean, like, Steph, I think, I saw this, like, one comment, I think it was on Twitter or Reddit, and it was just, like, they're finally, like, Steph being able to play MVP Steph, while Durant's still playing MVP Durant. And, like, in the last couple of seasons, like, it's been kind of, like, one or the other, like, flips on the switch, yeah. and, like, kind of with the game. Especially, like, say, last year's final, you know, every game is kind of, like, a different, different guy. Um, but now it's, like, they're both going off at the exact same time. And, like, Clay, Clay is taking a hit early in the season. He, he was shooting, I think, like, 23% from three, uh, like, last week. He'll be back. But, he will be back. Yeah. He'll explode one of these nights and have like forty-five and three quarters, and we'll yeah, <laughs> like well, be like oh, there he is. Um, KD scored twenty-five in the fourth quarter in New York in Madison Square Garden. He had forty-one for the game on Friday, possibly showing off to his future fans next year. <laughs> you, you certainly thought that. I mean. It's it's some of it speculate some of this speculation about him going there is people just being sick of the Warriors, but like this isn't just a rumor. Like NBA insiders like think this. Like Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk we'll talk about it all the time until he makes the decision. Uh But um it's just I don't know. It's interesting that he he really turned it on when he played there. Yeah. So, um, but the last thing on our list today, at least before we do our game previews, um, Cavs have fired Tyron Lou after starting zero and six. Oh, so 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 pissed about that, and not even because I wanted like to keep on coaching him, like. I, was gonna, I think I told you this earlier, but yeah, like I was going to bet a dollar, maybe two dollars, because he had, I think he was like the, he had the fifth or sixth highest odds to get fired, but yeah. like he was still like one like higher possibility to get fired, and so the payout was going to be pretty nice. I think it was like 10 to a dollar. Gee, 10 and, to 1? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and that's doing it. So I like wake up to Tyron Lue getting fired, and it just put me in a bad mood. <laughs> well, they're zero and six. I said they would have more than thirty and a half wins this year because that was the over under. Um, yeah. I also said they would make the playoffs. That's probably not happening. Um, but I'm allowed to win. I remember. I think I said the Hornets would be the fifth seed last year. <laughs> So it's just, uh, but my question is they're own six. Does that record say more about how good LeBron was for them or how bad his supporting cast was? I think I, I kind of thought it just showed how like that team was built for LeBron, you know, like it, Without LeBron or without like yeah, that's a good point. A replacement of some sort. It's just like that team doesn't function. It's like it's really like what's meant to be a bunch of shooters, and there's maybe two guys on the team that can actually like really break people down off the dribble, right? Yeah. And you don't really have a great like passing point guard either. 
So, yeah, that team's, like, it's not Luke's fault, and it's, like, not so much, like, it showed how much, like, LeBron meant to that team. I mean, like, I guess it kind of does in the sense that, like, it just shows that, like, that team was, it was LeBron's team. Right? Like, it wasn't the Cavaliers that you see now, but it was just kind of built for LeBron, built around LeBron. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I agree with that. I just thought their support. I just thought like the names of their supporting cast, they were just better. Like, like I still believe in Rodney Hood and like, I don't know, like Larry Nance. Like those are guys that I've seen play well. Um, uh-huh. I think th- I think they should just trade and trade start trading these guys and really just blow it up. Yeah, uh, I think I guess they kind of wanted to see one season, and if Kevin Love can like carry them somehow, but uh, that doesn't look to be the case. So yeah, they might they might end up blowing this up completely pretty soon. Might as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, our game previews for the upcoming week Monday. We have we already mentioned this, but. At 8 p.m. Eastern, Raptors, Bucks, they're both 6-0. Something's got to give. You got Kawhi versus Giannis. It's going to be good in Milwaukee. Must-watch game. Probably the must-watch game of the week. I can't wait to see see how Kawhi and uh, Giannis match up. If they end up putting Kawhi on Giannis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, geez, like. I feel like I never remember seeing that. Like, um, I don't have it yet. Yeah. At, 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 if that game turns out to be a blowout, we've also got Pelicans at Nuggets an hour later. So I still advise yeah, you to, to watch um, the Raptors box game, but if something happens, you can always turn over. Uh, Tuesday, Sixers at Raptors, um, Blazers at Rockets. Harden will probably be out for that game. He's He injured his MCL. Actually, he might be back by then. I'm not sure when he hurt his – he hurt whatever he yeah, hurt. Yeah, what did he get? Did he get hurt this week? Uh, it, was, it was last week. It was like th- – or no, it was like Thursday or something. Okay, okay. So he's – he might not be back for this one, but – um, Tuesday, you don't have that many good games anyway. Uh, Halloween night, Wednesday, we have, ooh, this, this scares the shit out of me on Halloween. Um, Pelicans at Warriors. Oh, and then we have Spurs at Suns. Remember when the Spurs played Phoenix in Phoenix last year and the score was like 100 to 50 in the third quarter? Game, I no. I know it was both, uh, it was both yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. the Portland game. That was at the beginning <laughs> of the year. I think I think uh, Bledsoe requested a trade like the next day. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, that was, that was Thursday we have two rematches of round one playoff series from last year on TNT. We got Bucks, Celtics, and then Pelicans, Blazers. So 
Um, yeah, it'll be fun to see how. I'm more excited about the Bucks Celtics game, honestly, even though my team's in the other game. Yeah. I just want to see. How they match up. Yeah, how they, yeah, how they, what they do on Giannis this time and like how it changes from last time. Yeah. And then Friday. Uh, Friday's Friday's not that great. Good. You can go enjoy your weekend. Uh, <laughs> Wolves at Warriors is the best game on Friday. Late late game on ESPN. Saturday, November 3rd. Um, you'll probably be watching LSU-Bama. That's what I'll be doing. But yeah. Celtics-Pacers, uh, Pelican-Spurs in San Antonio. There's some good games, actually. Uh, Jazz, Nuggets, and the Lasers, Blake. Uh, lasers. I said Lasers. Lakers, Blazers. There you go. Los Angeles Lasers. That's a pretty good name. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Los Angeles Lasers. It's better than Lakers. Yeah, but uh, Lakers is kind of cool, though. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just... It's, it's like Lasers, like... There's not you lakes in them. Los Angeles. Why are you the laser? I don't know, like the lasers, the bright lights of Hollywood. Um, okay, all right. I'll give you that one. Sunday, this game would be going on right now if it were today. Um, Raptors-Lakers in L.A. You can see Kawhi, see if any words are exchanged between Kawhi and LeBron after the game. There'll be some speculation. It'll be fun. Speaking of words being exchanged by Kawhi Leonard, that man <laughs> is so much more expensive than him. He's in Toronto living his best life. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, he doesn't he's have different kind of Kawhi right now. Pop hanging over his head anymore. Um. Yeah. Anyway, any Suns rants you have? Oh, that you were so winning like, that. I, I, huh? What was the bet? How much money? It was, I think it was like 10 or $15. That's easy. Free, free money. You would think. You would think. I'm just hoping we don't like get hot at the wrong time and then end up like <laughs> losing our lottery stuff. <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Oh, God. Y'all need help. <laughs> if we can win like Seven games this year, that would be amazing. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, God. Can you imagine? My team isn't tanked in five years, so I don't really relate to this. Anyway, we've hit 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm tired. Let's end this. <laughs>